You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. What an honor, what a privilege to be able to minister the Word of God, not only to the people sitting here, but those listening via the internet. Amen. This morning is a historic morning for us as a church because we will be baptizing people for the first time here at our new building at Household of Christ. Amen. So many times, many of us that have been serving God for a long time, we've been baptized. And we think people should know what we know. So I thought this morning I'd take the time and teach on baptism. Turn to the person next to you and ask them, have you been baptized? Ask them again, say, have you been baptized? So Matthew 21 verse 25. Jesus is speaking here to a crowd of people and he says, the baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? He's saying, is to be baptized from man or is it instructed by God? Is it from heaven or is it a good suggestion that comes from man? And they reasoned among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe? Turn to the person next to you and say, the only proof of your faith is your obedience. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe? Why didn't you do it? But if we say from men, we fear the multitudes, for they all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, we do not know. So hopefully by the end of this teaching, you will not say, I do not know. Amen? So I want to take the time. Baptism from the Word of God is not very complicated because the Word of God gives us a lot of examples, types that we can use to understand baptism very clearly. If you have been baptized, maybe this will just refresh your memory and just regenerate something new in your spirit, reminding you of what is the meaning of baptism. So if I can start by using Egypt as a type. When Israel was in Egypt, a place of bondage, a place of sin, Israel is a type of the church. For them to have moved out of the bondage, they had to take the blood of Jesus and put it on the doorposts. So when we look at Scripture, there are different kinds of baptism. There's baptism with water, there's baptism with the fire, the Holy Spirit, and there's baptism with blood. So the first baptism was the baptism of blood. They had to put the blood on the doorposts, and as they placed it on the doorpost, in their houses they were enjoying the Passover, and the angel of death passed by them. They didn't have to do anything. They had to believe. They had to obey. When they placed the blood... In the same way today, the blood of Jesus washes us. It cleanses us. It sanctifies us. Amen. The second thing, as they moved out of Egypt, 
it was the Red Sea. They had to go through the waters. And what happened? God opened up the waters. They moved through. And as the Egyptians, the old nature, the sinful nature, the enemy pursued them, the water closed up and they died. And that's the meaning of the baptism. It brings separation between you and your old man. And from there, when they moved through, there was a cloud by day and a fire by night, the leading of the Holy Spirit. So it's the baptism with the blood, the water, and then the Spirit. Can you see the order? First blood, then water, then Holy Spirit. If you look at the tabernacle, another example, the brazen altar, most scholars will tell you that that refers to the cross. Then you have the glassy sea, and then you have the Holy of Holies. Blood, water, Holy Spirit. So that's the order. Amen. God is a God of order. He makes it very simple for us to understand. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, it's not that complicated. So the first thing that you have to remember is Ephesians 2 verse 8 teaches us that we have been saved by grace through faith. Baptism cannot save you. It is our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, His blood that washes our sins away. Amen? So we've been saved by grace through faith. So baptism requires faith, you believing. In the same way that when you use communion and you take the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches us and says, this is my body. Jesus said, this is my body. This is my blood. By faith, you believe that you are eating the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, drinking the blood of Jesus. Amen. So the first thing for you to get baptized, you must be born again. Turn to the person next to you and say, you must be born again. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 3. So I just want to touch on a few things to lay a foundation, and then I'm going to show you the power of baptism. Amen. John chapter 3. I'm reading from verse 3. This morning I'm going to be reading quite a few scriptures and teaching you from the Word of God because Jesus spoke a lot Himself on these things. Amen. John chapter 3, Jesus said, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Now, there are many people that hold the view that you must be born of water or baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to submit to you the following 
when I read Scripture. Because if we want to understand Scripture correctly and interpret it correctly, we have to look at the Word of God in context. We have to look at the pretext. We have to look at the actual text that we are reading and the post-text, and then we'll understand it in context. Amen. So Nicodemus is talking to Jesus, and he's saying, how is it possible for me to be born again when I'm an old man? How can I go back into my mother's womb? Jesus is saying to him, let me explain to you the following. There's a natural birth, and there's a spiritual birth. For you to be born again here on earth, you first have to be born naturally. Thereafter, you have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your God, as your Savior. He says here, what is flesh is flesh, and what is spirit is spirit. So clearly from this, we can see that he is separating the two. If we read it in context, he says the first birth is the flesh. It's the natural birth. It's when your mother's water breaks and you are born. The second birth is when you become born again and your spirit is renewed. Amen? Does that make sense? He's talking about things that are flesh and things that are spirit. He's not saying you must be baptized because we know baptism doesn't save you. It is our faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we believe that he has died and that he has been resurrected. You confess with your mouth unto salvation, Romans 10 teaches us, and with your heart you believe unto righteousness. When you believe that Jesus died and that Jesus rose from the dead, you have to believe it. When you believe that, you are saved. Do you believe that with all your heart? Let me see your hand. Now, all that baptism is according to the Word of God. Baptism is a, the outward sign of what you believe in your heart. So when you believe it, you'll say, it's time for me to be baptized. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and ask them, have you been baptized? So it's very important that you will see from Scripture that the Bible teaches us that there's only one baptism. Like there's only one God. There's only one Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4 verse 4. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Turn to the person next to you and say, there's only one baptism. Tell them again, say, there's only one baptism. Family, remember, we are here to view everything in the light of God's Word. If we say there's only one baptism, the next question is, how should I be baptized? What is the correct way for me to be baptized? We have to ask this question. Amen? I come from a background that was quite different. And the Word of God will challenge us. When we read the Word of God, we think we are reading the Word of God, but the Word of God is busy reading us. Let me see your hand if that's happened to you. You think you're reading the Word of God, but the Word of God is reading you. Because the Word of God has got salvation power. It's got healing power. It's got deliverance power. 
And when you make the Word of God the standard for your life, it will change your life. The only proof of our faith is our obedience to the Word of God. If you believe it, you have to do it. Amen? Turn with me in your Bibles to Mark 16, verse 16. We're doing a bit of Bible study this morning. Amen. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. You have to believe. As soon as you believe what Jesus Christ has done, you can get baptized. If you don't believe, the Bible says you'll be condemned. Turn to the person next to you and say, you must be born again. Tell them again, say, you must be born again. So the first step is the blood of Jesus that washes you. After that, if you're on the way to the promised land, the one thing that you will be confronted with is the Red Sea. What will you do? There was different routes, easier routes, but God took them that way to bring separation between them and Egypt, separation between them and the world. That's what baptism does. It helps you in your salvation walk. So how should I be baptized? Turn with me to Acts chapter 8. This is one of my favorite verses. All that Israel had to do in Egypt was believe. When they had placed the blood on the doorpost, they had to believe. Acts 8 verse 36, are you there? Now as they went down the road, let's read from verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the scriptures, preached Jesus to him. The message that he preached was Jesus. Verse 36, now as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see here is water, what hinders me from being baptized? He says, what hinders me from being baptized? Here's water, why can't you baptize me? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. Remember, he preached Jesus to him. He says, if you believe that Jesus' message, that Jesus died for you, and that he's been made alive, you may be baptized. Turn to the person next to you and say, you first believe. Then you get baptized. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing. Can you see the method of baptism? They went down into the water, and when they came up out of the water. Do you see what I'm reading here? What do you think happened here? They went down 
into the water than they came out of the water. If you even go to Mark chapter 1 verse 9, Jesus himself, the Bible says, he came up out of the water. It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting. Coming up out of the water. Now there's a lot that we can say about a river as well. A river flows. A river has got no beginning, no end. Jesus, the Alpha, the Omega, our beginning and our end. When you believe that you've died with Christ and you've been raised with him, it's time to be baptized. Amen? Can you see what happened? He was buried in the water. And he came up a new creation in Christ Jesus. So that's the method that when we baptize, a person goes under the water and comes out of the water. How should we do it? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches us baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Baptizing in the name of Jesus Christ. God to us, manifested here on earth, is Jesus Christ. The triune is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But we knew God here on earth as Jesus Christ. Amen? Am I helping some of you? Who of you need to get baptized? You know you have to get baptized. Raise your hand. Let me see. Raise it nice and high. Who of you thought you were baptized and you've realized now you need to get baptized? That's a lot of us. That's a lot of us. Matthew 28 verse 19. Jesus says, go into the world. Go therefore and make disciples to all nations, baptizing them. Can you see that baptism is not a suggestion? It's a command from the Word of God. Go and make disciples and baptize them. Nobody will tell me to get baptized. You're a free moral agent. You can make your own decisions. But the Word of God, Jesus himself said, if you become a disciple, get baptized. Turn to the person next to you and say, baptism is not a suggestion. It's a command. It's not me telling you. It's Jesus telling you, get baptized. Let me just put it out there. If Jesus thought it was important to get baptized, and my Jesus did it, it's good for me to do it as well. If it was good enough for Jesus, it should be good enough for you. Amen? Let me close with two scriptures, and then we're going to baptize people. Amen. Go to Romans chapter 6. Acts 2 verse 38. It says, let everyone be baptized. Who should get baptized? Everybody that believes. So if you believe, 
you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you should get baptized. The promise is actually made to you and your whole family. Fathers, husbands, if you take the lead and say, I believe as my family, we have to get born again, number one, accept the Lord Jesus Christ. As Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, work, worship, obey Him. then the whole family can get baptized. There's enough references in the Bible showing where whole households got saved and baptized. And then Peter said to them, repent. Just go back to verse 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Just put it on there. And Peter said to them, repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Turn to the person next to you and say, everybody should get baptized. But first you must believe. Romans 6, are you there? Romans 6 verse 3. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him, for the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Family, the baptism that we are talking about here, you declaring your union with Christ. That as Christ died on the cross for all your sins, you now have been buried with him. You've died with him. Paul says in Galatians 2 verse 20, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But the life that I live now, I live through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. So, baptism means when you go in under the water, you are getting buried with Christ Jesus. Buried with Christ Jesus. When you're still alive to yourself and you've not been crucified with Christ, it's very difficult to bury you. It's difficult to bury somebody that's alive to themselves. Let me see your hand. It's difficult. But when you believe that you have been buried with Christ, the baptism is very powerful. It means the old nature, the old man has been buried. There's two laws against us, the law of sin and the law of death. Sin gets dealt with through Christ's death. So your sin gets dealt with when you believe that you have been crucified with Christ. You believe that Christ died for your sins, but not only that, you also have been crucified with him. And the old man gets buried. That water becomes the grave. That river flowing is the grave. 
When you bury it, it gets washed away. You've be you believe actually before the time that Christ has removed your sin. The baptism is the outward sign of what you believe inwardly. The old man gets buried, the law of sin being removed. And as you are picked up out of the water, you are being raised up with Christ. The law of death is dealt with. I can tell you so many testimonies. We baptized people when I was very young. We one evening baptized a few young people, and there was one lady who had to go for a heart operation. There was something wrong with her heart. And they said to us, please, can you just pray with her? And we said, we'll pray first. You must just wait. We're just going to baptize a few people. And we baptized everybody. And she was one of the people that got baptized. One of the people that got baptized. And we didn't pray for her. We just baptized her. We didn't pray for her. That week when she went for the final tests, her heart was healed. Because that from the past that was holding her back, when she believed and she was buried, that sickness, that pain was buried. I heard a testimony, I think it's Derek Prince that told of a man that had a tattoo of Lucifer on his shoulder. And he wanted to first have it removed. He got born again. He wanted to first have it removed before they baptized him. And then the conviction was they'd just be baptized. And his whole body was full of tattoos. And when they baptized him and when he came out, that tattoo of Lucifer was gone. I'm not saying baptism is a way to remove tattoos that you don't like, but I'm just saying there's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't get me in trouble now with people and say, just have, if you don't like a tattoo, get baptized. That's not what I'm saying. It was his heart's desire for that to be removed. And when he got baptized, it was removed. This power in baptism, it becomes a spiritual beacon in your life. When somebody says, I'm born again, I believe that God died and that he was made alive, you should ask them, have you been baptized? Because it's an outward sign of what you believe on the inside. The only proof of your faith in Jesus Christ is your obedience to Jesus Christ. If you've not been baptized, it is time to make that decision. If you've not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's time to believe that Jesus Christ died for you and he was made alive. When you confess it with your mouth and you believe it with all your heart, salvation belongs to you. You confess with your mouth unto salvation, and with your heart you believe unto righteousness. Turn to the person next to you, say, He is risen. Tell them again, say, He is risen. Let me close with this. I battled with baptism for a very long time. And I've read all the books, or most of the books that I could find that time on baptism, on both sides, on both sides, and it was quite a battle. But when I took the Word of God in just a normal concordance and I looked at the Scriptures, I had a conviction immediately to be baptized. It was an August night, an ice-cold night, when I asked 
the home group that I attended, the home cell leader, if he would baptize me. He said, no, I'm not getting into that water. It's too cold. I'm going to assign two other people. And I remember I was standing there in the water. It was ice cold. I was freezing. I was shaking like this. But when I came out of the water, nobody was shaking. That's a wonderful experience when you have an experience like that. Give the Lord a hand. You don't have to have an experience like that. The most important thing is that when you go to the grave to get baptized, to bury your old man once and for all, you have to believe. It requires faith. It requires faith. You must believe with all your heart. Amen? You must believe. If you don't believe, you're going in dry and you're coming out wet. Nothing is going to change. It's like when you have communion and you see children sometimes afterwards, they eat the bread and they drink it. They're just eating and drinking it. Amen. They're not having communion. But when you believe that that's the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can declare your oneness in the Spirit. When you believe that that is the blood of Jesus that washes you, that cleanses you, you can partake of that better covenant, that better promise. In the same way, you have to believe with all your heart. First, repent, believe, then get baptized. Amen. It's done in the name of Jesus Christ or the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I know there are some people, and I mean, people must do as they believe, that when they baptize, they baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, I suppose you can do it like that, but Jesus died once and rose once. So I believe the correct way, and I submit it to you, we bury you once. We don't want to bury you, dig you up, bury you, dig you up, bury you, dig you up. So when we baptize, the way that I do it, and people can have their own way before the Lord, but to baptize somebody in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, He who we knew as Jesus Christ, God here on earth, we bury that old man once and for all, let it move on, and you rise up with Christ by faith, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. And that becomes the outward sign of what you believe inwardly. Amen. And all of that requires faith. Otherwise, you're going in dry and coming out wet. Our obedience is the only proof of our faith. You can decide now whether baptism is from heaven or from man. You make that decision. What will you believe? But if you believe it's from heaven, now you have to act faith and get baptized. See you later. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.